Welcome to Active Life Passive Income, the podcast that shows you how to create the active lifestyle you always wanted through passive income. Now here's your host, Dr. Nate Lambert. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Active Life Passive Income. I'm here with Mr. Justin Prince. He is just a powerhouse. He's a family man, an entrepreneur, a fitness enthusiast. He's shown a sustainable drive and capability to succeed throughout every chapter of his life. His professional career went from selling out of a mall kiosk with no college education to building four different multi-million dollar businesses that have generated over a billion dollars. Wow, a billion in total revenue. I didn't realize it was that big. Sheesh. He has shared his passion and success story in over 20 countries around the world and continues to inspire over a million people a day from his social media platforms. Justin's passion is to provide people with the strategies, motivations, and skills they need to intentionally ignite the greatness that lies within them and to grow from the person they are to the person they're born to become. I love that. In fact, I was in one of Justin's challenges a couple years ago. I was just telling him and that inspired me and impacted my life. So Justin, welcome to the show. So glad to have you on. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit more about your journey in life? I mean, wow, you've accomplished so much and short life and <laughs> well man first of all I appreciate you having me on it's an honor to to uh chat with you here for a few minutes and hopefully we can impart some things that would add value to your listeners but my wife and I live in southern Utah we have four kids bookend boys 17 and 8 year old boys and then 13 and 11 year old girls we got two puppies and so got a kind of a full house over here but I was raised in kind of a middle class family my folks got divorced when I was 12 and moved 13 times in those seven years through the teenage years, I was the oldest home with a single mom and you just kind of bounced around. You never really got any real roots during that time. And but you probably learned a lot about how to build a relationship. Yeah, you learned a lot about how to pack boxes and lift boxes. That's for sure. <laughs> so I had really no professional background. I was making pizzas at 16 and lining dishes with rocks at 18. At 21, I worked at a mall kiosk selling cartoon Bible movies. And I tease people, the malls where all of us older people used to go when the Amazon was a river, we would hang out at the mall. And I was the guy you would try not to make eye contact with because I would try and sell you cartoon Bible movies at the mall kiosk, you know. A semester and a half into my college career, I was like, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. And so Life started pretty early for me. My wife and I got married when I was 22. We had our first little child when I was 23. And so it was kind of coming at you fast. And I always had big dreams and big goals. I remember when I was about 22 years old, I remember listening to an audio series by a guy named Jim Rohn. And a bunch of you guys either know him or you know Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn was his mentor, original mentor. And Jim Rohn had a weekend seminar. We had all these great speakers and I remember listening to this thing for weeks in my car, kind of this weekend seminar. And at the end of it, one of the speakers, or Mr. Rohn stands up and he says, we now have enough testimonials because all the people had spoken. We have enough testimonials and enough personal experiences to conclude that it's possible to create and to design an extraordinary life. And I was listening to this thinking to myself, I drove a white Toyota Corolla, had 240,000 miles. And I was like, I know it's possible for all those people because I just heard all their stories for them to create and design an extraordinary life. I just don't know if it's going to be possible for me to create and to design an extraordinary life. And When I was 25, I became an entrepreneur. I started my first business. The short story is this. 
The first business failed, left me kind of below zero financially, out of savings. I was kind of in a tough spot behind on taxes, behind on credit cards. And when that happened, at one point, moved my pregnant wife and our two kids into the loft above my wife's parents' garage. So here I am, I'm 27 years old. I'm a grown man. I live in the United States of America. And I live in the loft of my wife's parents' garage. I have two part-time jobs to try and keep enough cash flow coming in to like keep the family afloat. And then I'm here I am trying to like pursue the dream to become financially free and build active cash flow. And I remember thinking, what am I doing? Like I should just go get like a job, you know, like why am I chasing this thing? You know, the short story is since that time I've gone on to build four different multi-million dollar businesses. My current business, we've been working on it for eight years. I came in actually as a consultant to a 25-year-old company. The company had had eight years of declining revenue, so it was going the wrong direction. And we came in as part of a consulting team to help transform this company. The company, you know, we did business in 20 plus countries around the world. We had 250 SKUs. So there's a lot of complexities with this business. And we tore it down to the floorboards and rebuild. We launched a company called Modair. We launched kind of a unique kind of social retail, social sharing business model. And we launched seven years ago at the time of this recording. And, you know, we acquired over 4 million customers done you know, over 1.7 billion in sales. And it's just been an incredible journey and experience. And so my passion now is really to serve and help people to learn. It's interesting, Nate, because I, I know a little of your background as well, like teaching people how to earn money in the new economy, how to earn money online and specifically reoccurring revenue to where you're being paid multiple times for one effort so that you create actual leverage in your life. It's not just about running on that hamster wheel, like you're actually creating some leverage and some freedom and you're creating assets in your life. And so that's really where a lot of my passion and heart comes from is seeing if I can help people because now here I am and I now get to sign my name proverbially on the wall of my own testimonial and my own personal experience to share with people that it's possible to create and to design an extraordinary life. And now I can actually add my name to the list of people that can share with you that it's possible for you to create and to design an extraordinary life. Wow. I love it. How exciting that you got to be the part of the team that just busted this out. What was it that made the difference? How did you take it from a dying company to just $1.7 billion in revenue? Yeah. It's hard to say the one thing that made the difference, because as you know, it's such a combination of things. But if I had to like just peg it, it would be we had a really big idea. We had an industry disruptive idea. And if you're going to do something in your life, that's so much of your life will be in your work. You want to do things that matter. Find, chase big ideas, chase big dreams, dreams that without divine intervention are destined to fail kind of thing, you know? That's kind of what happened for us. It's one of those things where people are like, could have been you guys that figured that out. You know, it had to be like some other factors. And so I would say chase big ideas. We just had a disruptive idea. We solved big problems in the marketplace in our specific industry. And income is an exchange of appreciation. So service to many leads to greatness. If you want to, really go to the next level in your life, you need to serve at a higher level, like serve more people. And that's what I feel like our model and idea has done is just added more value to more people. And and it was such a big idea that led to, once we figured it out, it led to a really great business. That's awesome. What exactly is the product? So we have a hundred plus SKUs, but our most popular products are liquid collagen. We have the top liquid collagen product on market. So collagen, we've heard of that term, but collagen is the protein building block of your body. It's what holds you together. It's actually stronger than steel. And we have a very best collagen product anywhere in the world. And we also have the number one weight management product of the year across all channels. So bodybuilding.com, GNC, you know, just like across all channels for 2018, it's a product called Trim. And what's crazy about this stuff is it literally, we have multiple flavors, but it literally tastes like pudding, like a chocolate pudding. 
And it is designed to build lean muscle and actually shrink your fat cells. So it's literally, people are like losing it on all these, like their belly fat and side handles and so on. And they're also gaining some strength and lean muscle. It's like the easiest product I've ever marketed in my life. And so those products kind of lead people into our overall product philosophy, which is a non-toxic, clean label lifestyle. So products that have no toxic chemicals, they're all high quality health products. And we did it all through a $10 give get sharing model. And it's been a pretty cool business to watch take off. I'll have to try it out. I'm stalled out with my weight loss. Does it go with a low carb sort of life or is you, it? The, the, your, your nutrition strategies, you could do what you do, you know, whether it's keto or whatever that looks like Mediterranean or whatever you're doing, but there's really three pillars to getting in great shape. Pillar one is your fitness. The most important one's your nutrition. And then the third pillar would be your supplementation. Like we're not getting some of these nutrients or we're not getting at the levels that we need them. And so your supplementation can really help to accelerate your overall fitness goals, overall health goals. And when someone says, you know, I've kind of stalled out, I know that feeling where you're kind of like, I'm doing the stuff, but I'm just sort of stalled out. There are some things that we can do to get you to where you're back to like, okay, I got good momentum and momentum's the secret to business. This is a great note for your people. Momentum's the secret to life. And so when we get stalled out or we get stuck, whether it's in our businesses and our fitness and our faith, whatever it might be learning how to create momentum again. Because when you get momentum, you're like, I'm going to stay on this nutrition program forever. I'm like, because you're feeling good and you look good and you're got some energy going. Same with your business. And so I can kind of share with you some strategies to help you do that. Nice, nice. Yeah, you'll have to let me know. So Justin, was there a time in your business journey, because you've been on quite a journey where you just felt like all was lost, you wanted to give up? If so, describe that was like, and tell us what kept you going? What helped you push through that time? <laughs> so when your question is, was there a time? I'm like, man, there was like 50 times, you know, <laughs> you know, I'll share one just very quick story. I remember I was coming home. This is when I was actually living with my business had failed. I'm below zero financially. And we moved in the loft of my wife's parents garage. I was just below zero. And I was working selling these cartoon Bible movies at fairs and events on the weekend. Then I was working throughout the week with my other job. I went up to the Western Idaho State Fair. It's up in Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho is about five hours north of Salt Lake City and where I lived at the time. I'm up there. If you've ever been to a fair, like a state fair is where you ask yourself, where did all these other people come from that live in my community? I've never seen all these. Who are these people, you know? And so I'm at the state fair. It's just not where you want to hang out for that long. I work for two weeks. I'm away from my family. Late on a Saturday night, I put my animated Bible pack in the trunk. I got my other products. I got my brochures and CDs. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted, physically exhausted. I'm emotionally exhausted. My belief in myself is done. My belief in is it possible for me is over. And I start making the drive back. Long story short, about 2.30 in the morning, I'm so tired that my eyes start to flicker. If I don't pull over soon, I'm going to fall asleep. I don't know if you guys ever had that feeling of like, it's going to happen soon, you know? And literally right then I could actually take you up there, Nate. There's a rest stop in the middle of nowhere, Idaho. And I pull over in this rest stop. I pull in, put my seat back like this. True story. I went like this, put my fists up like this. I locked my doors. I remember thinking if some disgusting trucker <laughs> wants a piece of me, he's going to pick the wrong car. You know, I'm like, I'm coming up swinging on this one. And about 50 minutes or so later, I was like, oh, kind of woke up, you know, put my seat forward, rub my eyes, like, oh my gosh, put the car in reverse and then started driving home. Ended up pulling into our little neighborhood at about sunrise. And I remember I came in, it was on a Sunday morning and my wife had gotten these two little babies ready for church. These, they were toddlers and they come running up, they grab my leg, daddy's home, you know, 
my shoulders were down. My chin was down. I was weary. I was just like, I'm done. And my wife came over. She could tell I was just, I literally was like, I give up. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't keep chasing this. And she gave me a hug. And what was interesting is one year to the week, no kidding, one year to like a couple of days, my business had kind of taken off. I had some big business meetings up in Boise, Idaho. I had moved out of the loft of my wife's parents' garage into a beautiful luxury 5,600 square foot home. I'd gone from a white Toyota Corolla with 240,000 miles into a beautiful five series BMW, like paid off credit cards, paid off taxes, like living a dream, literally living the dream that I had only dreamed before. And we're doing these really kind of important new business meetings up in Boise, Idaho, same exact place. We're driving home, but this time I have all those pressures are gone and I'm like dreaming and thinking. And I look over, I'm, I'm driving home and I look past the guy I'm with and I see that exact same rest stop that I'd stopped at a year earlier. And I almost wanted to like, I envisioned my, this white Toyota Corolla with 240,000 miles with this dad that was just just ready to quit, ready to give up. And I could envision this sweet wife at home supporting these kids. And I almost wanted to reach out and talk to that kid. I wanted to reach out and say to him, don't you give up, boy. Don't you quit. You know, there's years of happiness and success ahead. Don't you give up and don't you quit. And I wanted to say to him, you get your shoulders back. You get your chin up. You keep trying to inspire people. You keep doing your thing. Don't you give up. Don't feel bad for yourself. Don't you quit. And People have said to me, what did your wife say that morning? What did she say? And I don't remember her saying anything. I was so blessed by her support. You know, she just basically believed in me and believed I was going to figure out. She probably believed in me more at that time than I even believed in myself. But what I'd share with you is this. I stumbled forward. Sometimes your business is a left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. You just one step at a time, right? It's not always just a, just like, boom, you're there. Sometimes you have to learn some new skills, learn how it works, learn your industry, learn your profession build your own confidence, get outside your head, all that kind of stuff. And I think what I did is I just stumbled forward. I just didn't freaking quit. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't stop. I just did like, I just stumbled forward, you know, a little bit at a time. And that, that stumble forward, fortunately for me, created to a point where I started walking forward and then maybe jogging forward and then running forward. And then you get into full sprint because you have momentum. And that's what happened in that business. And, and, uh, I look back now, it's so interesting, Nate, as I look back now, that was 11 years ago. And you know how 11 years works. It seems like forever until you're living and you're like, that really wasn't that long ago. And I look at my life now, my life, you know, I couldn't have like scripted, I wouldn't have been able to think this big. <laughs> and I was a big thinker, a big dreamer. And I still wouldn't have been able to like to craft it that way because the dream has just become bigger than, than what I anticipated. Wow. What a story, man. Uh, you got me kind of choked up on that a bit. Oh, so uh, what, what, what do you feel like are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned from this amazing journey? There's so many. The first statement I would say is this. If you don't have a vision or a dream that's big enough to scare you, I don't think it's big enough because big people aren't moved by small dreams. Like Tony Robbins said that that people are not lazy. They simply don't have dreams that inspire them. So the first lesson I would share with you is like dream a dream that inspires you. It's like something that like it wakes you up early and keeps you up late. And I want to share this. I used to be a little cynical when I would hear the word dream, kind of like someone's trying to sell you on something. Like it just seemed like, why did everyone always talk about dreams? I've spoken in Moscow and Umsk, Russia. I remember I went and landed in Umsk. And I lived in Russia for two years. Okay. I spoke in Moscow, Umsk, and then we went over to Kazakhstan in Almaty, Kazakhstan. And I remember in Umsk, there was a couple things. They had those big, you've seen this over there, but the apartment housing 
is those big cinder block, you know, big like apartment up where it's the old USSR housing. It's just not appealing at all. It's just big rectangular blocks. Like it looks oppressive. I remember there was an old burned out tank in the middle of the, when I say the middle of the road, the roads went this way. So it was in the middle of the two roads that no one has cleaned up yet for however many years. And what was interesting is I was over there speaking about political freedom and economic opportunity. I was over there talking about opportunity and the hunger people had for their dreams was so powerful. It was palatable. And for 70 years over in the US, the former USSR from 1921 to 1991, they couldn't have dreams because God put dreams in your heart over there. Even if God put them in your heart, like they were like ripped out by the government. So people dreamed of the things. And so I learned to not take this stuff for granted, this idea that we can dream. It's really a powerful thing that we all have. So that's the first thing. Second thing I'd share with you is this, is you want to dream a dream that inspires others. Because it's not enough for it to fire you up. It's got to fire other people up. Because if you have a dream, you need to build a team. And I don't mean these to rhyme. Follow me through on this. Don't tell me about your dream. Show me your team. Show me the team of people you're using to help you achieve it. Whether it's mentors, coaches, a literal team, like your people you're working with, partners, et cetera. You're limited sometimes by your ability to inspire others to like, hey, here's where we're going. Here's what we're going to do. I look at our business now. We had a dream big enough that it inspired people. People were like, I want to be part of this. And then one last quick thought I would share with you is this. There's a word that can guarantee your success and guarantee is a big word. Like that's a big word, meaning guarantee. How can you say guarantee anything, you know, in life? There's a word that can guarantee your success. And the word is until. It's like, I will persist until I succeed is the old Ogmandino script. And not until it gets hard, not until someone says no, not until someone quits, not until a vendor cancels, like I'll persist until. And I worked with a guy years ago. He had earned over a hundred million dollars in earnings from his business. The guy had made a fortune and his father was an entrepreneur. He became an entrepreneur and his daughter eventually became an entrepreneur. She was a young girl. She climbed up on his lap and she said, daddy, she's just a little girl. She goes, daddy, what are you the most proud of? And she told me, I thought he was going to say something like, well, honey, your dad's accomplished a lot of great things and I'm proud of my houses and my cars and I don't, you know, all my businesses, whatever. He goes, you know, what your daddy's the most proud of is that he's a long dreamer. He's like, what? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? You know? And he said, most men can hold on to their dream or most people for a couple days. Some people can hold on to it for a couple weeks. Some people for a couple months. He says, your daddy knows how to hold on to his dream until his dream comes true. He doesn't just dream big, he dreams long. And that would be one of the lessons I've learned is that if you have a big dream, that's great. Dream a dream that inspires you, that's great. Dream a dream that inspires others, but then dream a dream that you're willing to fight for and work day and night for, like you're willing to really go for it. And it's a dream that's really in your heart. You're like, I'm gonna go make this thing happen. It would be the, you know, you're a long dreamer versus just a big dreamer. Wow, long dreamer, that's, I never heard that concept before. I love that, long dreamer. So, Justin, uh, and by the way, speaking of the Soviet Union, you're exactly right. I mean, seeing that for two years and those people, they were stripped of any opportunity, right? I mean, it was all just forced. We take that for granted here in the United States, right? It's like we have this amazing opportunity. Anyone can rise from nothing to be a multimillionaire. I mean, it's so much opportunity if we just dream big and we can't there's no reason why we can't dream big and accomplish everything that we have in our hearts absolutely absolutely and remember for most of us your great-grandparents 
breathe the air of political freedom and economic opportunity. Your grandparents breathe the air of political freedom, economic opportunity. Your parents breathe that it's all you've ever known. Listen, there's parts of this world. I've been on the border of North and South Korea. You've been former Soviet Union. Like I've been all over the world to where not everyone breathes the air of political freedom and economic opportunity. And just because they breathe it doesn't mean that we'll always breathe it. It's stuff you have to fight for and, and work for and to keep it. Free, freedom's not free. Like you have to go keep this stuff. And so those principles of capitalism, those principles of economic opportunity are stuff that you have to, you can't get flippant on dreams and on the power of people rising up and overcoming their situations. And, you know, you have to rid yourself of all entitlement and empowerment in your life where you take full ownership, full responsibility for your life, for your decisions, for your emotions. You just take full responsibility, get rid of an entitlement that anyone owes you anything, and then you go chase it. And that's one of the best ways you can give back to the freedoms that you have, the opportunities that you have, is go maximize it. Go do something with it. Don't just expect it and hope that it will always be there. So I know I love your story of struggle. And the more people I interview, the more I see this is just part of the course. But I like to show the struggle because it's what everyone goes through. But I also like to show the payoff. So I want to ask, what have you experienced since all those struggles that made it all worth it? I'll share this with you. A year ago, literally a year ago yesterday, I had a woman call me. She's become a dear friend of mine. We partnered a year ago. She called me. It was so interesting. Called me a year ago uh, in tears, just bawling. I'm like, yo, you all right? She's a single mom, three kids. She goes, my company that she worked for had gone out of business. And so she literally had no income, zero. Like March, what would that have been? March 3rd of last year, she had no income. And she was just crying. And I said to her, her name's Andrea. I said, Andrea, I said, I'm so sorry. Listen to her. And then I said, I want you to know I can help you. And she sent me a message yesterday, which was her one-year anniversary in tears. And the message was, I look at my life now one year later, And she goes, my son, Carter, her son, his dream is baseball. His little boy loves baseball. And she said, one year ago, he came to me and he said, mom, we got to go sign up for the league for my friends. And she goes, Carter, he's smaller than his friends. He hasn't really grown that much yet. He's kind of smaller than his friends. And she goes, Carter, you know what? Maybe what we should do is this year, let's focus more on your skill development. And then next year we'll play in the team, but we'll focus on skill development this year. She goes, do you want to know why I told him that? She goes, I couldn't afford the league. I couldn't afford the mitt. I couldn't afford the balls. I couldn't afford the bat. She goes, so I kind of made this excuse. And she goes, it just ripped my heart out as a mom, a single mom, to not let my son pursue his dream to play baseball with his friends as a little boy. And she's saying this to me. She's crying like, no, like here I am. And two days ago, she went and bought him all of his mitts and his bats. I actually just took a picture from social media that she posted of the mitt with a ball in it. because It was so symbolic to me. This woman's built a multiple, multiple, multiple six-figure a year residual income, and her life is forever changed. These kids that she has are forever changed. And to me, that's part of the payoffs, that you've created a business where someone like that can provide the mitts and the balls and the bats for her kids, number one. Number two, I was raised by single parents. You know, I lived with my single mom. Like, I know of those financial pressures that she must have felt where she, you know, a single mom would do anything for her kids. So if she's saying to them, let's focus on just your skills because she can't afford the league fees, she was in a tough spot because a single mom would do anything for those babies. And so that's one just quick example. But, you know, it's like true freedom is when you can do what you want, when you want, with who you want, anytime you want. And that's what we've been able to build, you know, and create and literally create and design an extraordinary life. Like 
can do <laughs> what I want, when I want, with who I want, when I want, you know, and it's, it's a great feeling to be able to give back, to serve. You know, I love tipping. Like, I feel like as I become more successful, I don't tip the way I used to tip. You know, I've always tried to tip well, don't get me wrong, but now it's like obnoxious, you know? And I do that just as one small way to say thank you and just to kind of give it all back into the overall flow of the economy because those are some of your frontline folks that are out there hustling, making it happen. So it really is worth the fight. It's worth it. You know, your dreams and goals are important. You're overcoming the struggle to accomplish them is worth it. And you're making them happen as necessary. And speaking of freedom, especially time freedom, right? It seems like most people are craving more than anything is that time freedom. What have, what impact has that time freedom had for you? Let me say this. You're absolutely right. There's two levers that you're trying to pull in your career. Lever one is income. Like I'm trying to make as much money as possible. Cool. Lever two is basically what I call lifestyle, meaning how free am I? Like how much time freedom do I have? Because if I said to you, you can make a zillion dollars, but you're going to hate your life, meaning you're not free, grinding your face off, never see your family, never do things that are important to you. Well, the money's not worth that much. In other words, you're not actually not doing it for the money. You're actually doing it for the freedom. On the flip side, by the way, if you have all the time in the world and no money, then you're screwed too, right? So you're trying to pull both levers. And there's a little bit of a balance where you have a fantastic life meaning the income that you're provides you with a great life where you can serve others and so on. But then also you really enjoy your life too. And to me, that is the fight. That is the battle. I'll share it with you this way. This is a simple concept that I learned years ago. What poor people do. So I want you to imagine, Nate, if we had like a whiteboard, I'd write this up. You have the word poor, underline the word poor, right? Got that. Under the word poor is the word income. And then there's an arrow down to the word expenses. What poor people do is they make money, pay bills. They have their income pays their expenses. That's what poor people do. Remember when I first learned this, I thought, that's not what poor people do. That's what I do. And I didn't think I was poor, you know, for crying out loud. I was just a normal guy. And that's what most of us do. We make money, pay bills. So now I want you to imagine the word rich. You underline the word rich. What rich people do is they have income, draw an arrow down to the word assets, and then draw an arrow down to the word expenses. Their income builds assets, their assets pay their expenses. So this is step number one to wealth building is learn to increase your income, like learn to maximize your income earning potential, like learn to make more money. Why? So that step two, you can build more assets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like in your case, Nate, you can learn the real estate game. And as you know, you weren't born that way. You learned it. It's a skill. It's stuff that you can learn. You can teach. You can duplicate. Like, in other words, you can learn skills. That's the good news. That should be the encouraging thing. There's people like Nate that can teach you this stuff. It's not like he's got some secret thing in his brain that none of the rest of us have. You can learn it. Same with me. I can teach people how to do it. So learn to maximize your income earning potential, minimize your tax burden. So that's like lower your expense level. And then lastly is learn to invest properly. So you learn to build assets. Assets are, my favorite definition of them is Robert Kiyosaki's where he says, it's something that pays you each month regardless of whether you continue to exchange time or money or time or effort, basically. And so if you have a cash flowing asset that's paying you every month, regardless of whether you're exchanging time or effort and your assets are more than your expenses, you're free at this point. And that is the goal. The goal is freedom. And in other words, the goal is not income. The goal is freedom. The way you get freedom is by having income that is asset-based income that's paying you every single month, then month out. And that. Man, when I learned that concept, Nate, I was seriously, I was 20, probably 22 or three when I heard the concept. 
But when I found a vehicle to do that, when I was 25, I was like, I am willing to fight for that. Like I wanted that asset-based income. That to me made so much sense. And that's how you create time freedom is where you have income without the exchange of time. I love it. The asset that's paying, you know, instead of going and buying a fancy car, you buy an asset that pays for your fancy car, right? Exactly right. Exactly right. I love it. I love it. So we're drawing to the end, but tell me something that you're excited about right now, something you're working on, or what would you like to share with my audience today about? Yeah. So let me say this, your dreams and goals should be on the tip of your tongue. Your goals that are on the back of your mind won't motivate you. They should be on the tip of your tongue. Brendan Burchard did the biggest study in history of high performers It's called high performance habits. And one of the things they found is that if you were to ask a dreamer, ask someone that's goal oriented, if I were to say, Hey, Nate, what's your latest goal? What's your latest dream? They can answer that question five to seven seconds faster than the rest of the population because it's a dominant thought. And so I have, man, I have a ton of things I'm working on right now. My biggest real focus right now is doubling down on our current business. We've grown every year for seven years. 2019 was our biggest year and most profitable year ever. 2020 was 300% bigger than 19. January of 2020 was our biggest January ever. We were just 160% bigger than January of last year. So I just look at the momentum of what's happening and I'm just like, I just am kind of laser focused on where we're going to, you know, I really believe we could build a billion or a multiple billion dollar per year business versus a period of a couple of years. And then I have some other really big personal goals. So as far as with your audience, you know, I'm on all the social <laughs> channels under either Justin Prince or I am Justin Prince. You can go to IamJustinPrince.com to get connected. Uh, I have a book that I wrote called Change Your World, Five Steps to Unapologetic Success. You can actually get a free digital copy at my site. And I'm just happy to add value and to serve and to see if I can help you go to that next level to really go from the person that you are now to the person that you were actually born to become by learning the skills and the strategies and the tactics and hopefully a little bit of the motivation, the inspiration to be like, yo, let's go. And you go really grow into the person you're born to become. I love it. I mean, it's one thing to become wealthy yourself, but when you can help other people learn skills and empower them with what they need to build that kind of freedom in their life. It's just a game changer, isn't it? Absolutely. It's interesting. I wouldn't get as much fulfillment, emotional fulfillment out of what I do if I couldn't help people do that. Like that's one of the things I think is where I gain most of my emotional fulfillment from what I do is that I'm helping other people with opportunity. If it was just all about me making more dollars, as cool as that is, I mean, that's great. But it just doesn't feel as fulfilling until you're teaching other people like, yo, here's how to do it. Here's how the skills work. That's really watching their life change is, is pretty darn cool. You know, the, the, like we talked about earlier, income or money is the exchange of appreciation and service to many leads to greatness. That's how you go to the next level is you serve more people. I love it. I love it. Justin, you shared so many incredible nuggets and gems today. I'm grateful for you. And I think everyone that listened to this is is feeling inspired right now. So thanks for your time and thanks for coming on today. Yeah. Honored to be on brother. Appreciate all the great work you're doing in the world and in the marketplace and excited to, uh, you know, get to know you better and deepen the relationship. Absolutely. man. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to active life, passive income with Dr. Nate Lambert. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review on Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can download Nate's free ebook by visiting activelifepassiveincome.com.